0: Welcome to Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast, where I discuss life after divorce with a playful, spicy, fresh perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, lively 10-minute talks, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I have been doing this podcast, Sadie's Divorced and Happy, for nine whole months now, and I'm so curious to know, are you happy yet? Happiness, the pinnacle of feelings, the ultimate experience, the holy grail of emotions. Our entire lives, we have been bombarded with messages of what will make us happy. I'm going to guess you who've been divorced thought marriage would make you happy, right? Yeah, me too. And I'm sure your marriage like mine was happy for a while and maybe even for a long time until it wasn't. I'm not going to sugarcoat this today. I, I'm going to say when I figured out my marriage just wasn't going to be my ticket to happiness like I thought it would, it was like when my kids learned that there was no Santa Claus. And I'm really hoping right now that no one who still believes in Santa Claus is listening. It was crushing. It was a blow. It was something that I bought into my whole life. When you get married, you're going to be happy forever. And that was just that just wasn't the case. It just wasn't what, what I thought it would be. It was a heartbreak. It was a heartbreak for me to learn that my marriage wasn't going to lead me to happiness. So when I got divorced, and maybe you can resonate with this, I was damn sure that divorce was going to make me happy And I I can honestly say that divorced, getting divorced has given me a lot of happiness. But you know, since we're keeping it real today, I'm not always happy. Sometimes I'm really, really, really sad. I remember shortly after my divorce and I was just brushing my teeth one night before bed and out of nowhere, I just burst into tears, like sobbing uncontrollably. And then I, I felt so frustrated with myself because I was like, wait, I'm divorced. Why am I sad? I should be happy. I should be happy. How many times have you told yourself that since your divorce? I should be happy. One thing life has definitely taught me is the journey towards happiness has lots of twists and turns, doesn't it? Lots of highs and lows. And it's gotten me thinking Maybe I am looking at happiness all wrong. Maybe it's not so much a feeling, but it's more of a practice. My guest today, relationship coach Flora Ong, has a unique perspective on happiness, and I am excited to learn about her happiness journey and what it taught her about herself and about what makes her happy. I know, last week we were talking about vibrators, and this week we are digging deeper. That's just how I roll. That's just how I roll. So I hope that you can dig deeper with me today I know you can as we talk about happiness but before we do that of course we need to get to know Flora better with some burning questions burning questions let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds well, I am so excited to ask my guest, relationship and dating coach, Flora Ong, some burning questions. Are you ready over there, Flora, to get fired up I'm with ready. me? Fantastic. I'm ready. All right. 60 mm-hmm. seconds are on the clock, and these questions have been tailored just for you. Would you rather be wise or clever? Oh, got uh, Wise, I think. What do you love to make time for? Exercise. Are you a fan of high-waisted jeans?
1: Love <laughs> high-waisted jeans. May they never go out of style.
0: (laughs) Which of your five senses is your favorite? Touch. Should pretzels be dipped in chocolate? Always. What is one of your hidden talents? Uh,
1: Oh, I don't have one. I design handbags. What
0: is something you'll never do again? Design handbags.
1: the name flora
0: means flowers plants what's been your favorite decade of life
1: Uh, this one this last yeah this these last five years so 40s maybe do you
0: have a reality TV show that you secretly love watching
1: it's no secret
0: (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise it's very juicy yes (laughs) what is the best
1: thing you let go of God (laughs) so many things I'm I'm still trying but uh attachment but it's definitely yeah What
0: is your signature color Pink and Flora,
1: are you happy yet? On my way.
0: On my way. Yeah. Did you know, Flora, that happiness is in? Did you know that over there in San Francisco, we all want to be happy, but we're not always happy, which we're going to talk about today. How is happiness not just a feeling, but also a practice? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I love that because it's that's what it is, and I don't even think happiness is a fair word, quite honestly, because you can't be up here, up top, all the time, that's right? So true. Right. Uh, you know, I think maybe contentment possibly is a better word uh, or something, you know, along those lines. Uh, yeah, because happiness is a lot to aspire to, To you know, to stay to there. To stay there. Stable. Right, yeah. right.
0: So for the listener, when it comes to happiness or contentment, what are you doing or what can you encourage the listener to do to practice happiness, not just expect to be this feeling state all the time? How are you practicing your happiness? Uh,
1: you know, I think what's important to recognize about our brains is that we have a five to one negativity bias, and uh, so and that happened evolutionarily because you, we had to always watch out for danger, right? uh Back in the caveman days, and so we are we're built to watch out for danger, except for, for the ex- negative. Yes, right. To right. stay safe, that's so true. Exactly, exactly. And we don't need that part of ourselves anymore, but it hasn't yet disappeared from our brain. Such a bummer. I really wish it <laughs> any day now,
0: Flora, it can go away.
1: So. Uh, uh, it's it is actually you must make it a practice to steer away from that natural, uh, you know, where we're naturally led or how we're naturally um, born to be. And so, yeah, practicing, practicing ways of getting rid of the negative thought and getting rid of the fear and getting rid of the anxiety around life is something that everybody has to do. And there's lots of different ways to do it. One of the ways that I do it or have really been so, one thing that has been very successful for me is, meditation and how do you meditate or
0: what are some ways that you can encourage the listener to practice meditation
1: i want to clarify that i was the most like difficult person um prior to this part of my life that i when somebody said meditation to me i would roll my eyes when somebody would say Um, you know, sit still, I'd be like, oh, please, I don't have time for that, you know? And I was very uh, set in my ways, very black and white mentality. So I don't want, you know, I I hate when I say these things because people think I'm woo. -woo And I'm like, no, I'm from New York. I'm Russian. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) This is not in my nature. I really had to change everything about, uh, you know, I had to make a lot of adjustments because life happens and it forced me to. Um, And so... Uh, I would start, you know, there's a Headspace app, right? If you're really new to meditation, there's a Headspace app and you can start with three minutes of meditation and, you know, work your way up from there. Uh, I prefer lead meditation. So somebody talking me through a scenario or uh, something of that nature, and you can find tons of those on YouTube for anything you like. There's a meditation, again, on YouTube that has um, sound frequencies that I find really, that they really pay penetrate a lot. And so uh, there's tons of different sound frequencies. Again, there's frequencies for love, there's frequencies for abundance, there's, you know, different frequencies that are associated I go to with bed listening to those. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're great. And the, um, the sound bowls as well. And so those types of meditations really work wonders for me. I am not a quiet meditator, like no sounds, know, you know, <laughs> that some people do, but, um, I don't know, maybe I'll try that, you know, maybe I'll incorporate that into my practice at some point.
0: What are other practices that you have around growing your happiness and decreasing your um, negativity?
1: Yeah. So back to that negativity thing, it, you have to stop the thoughts when they're occurring and it's hard, right? But the more you can recognize and the more you can interrupt, the more new neural pathways you're building in a more positive direction direction. Um, And it feels dumb. And it feels stupid when you're starting to do it the first time. But uh, it takes time, like anything, I always compare this work to dieting. Yes, right. Because you want to lose that 10 pounds and you can lose it in a week, right? You can starve yourself, but you're going to gain it back. It's not going to work. So if you do the dieting the right way, if you eat appropriate amounts, if you exercise, you know, you will lose that weight and it will stay off and it's it becomes same a lifestyle, right? It's the same thing with this. It takes time and it's a little by little experience. It does not happen overnight and it won't happen no matter how much intensity you put into it for a week. If you try this kind of thing for a week and then never do it again, you will lose it. You, it's a constant practice. So one of the things I tell people to do is you have a negative thought, you you know, you have that part of your brain that's always like talking to you and um, saying that you can't do this, or it's not worth it, or all these negative thoughts. So what I suggest that people do is first of all, become aware, right? Notice when it's and happening, notice when it's happening, and notice the why it's happening, like what's going on, what are the circumstances. And I also recommend if possible for you to write a it down so whether it's on a post-it note piece of paper journal next to you at your desk or wherever you are to or even on your phone right just as little as a check mark just up notice the negative thought up notice the negative thought here it is again and here it is again and the noticing of it in and of itself is a huge awareness and then replace it with a positive thought or a question is this actually true
0: right or just perceived
1: right Mm -hmm. right Uh, because most of our thoughts that run through our brain are made up stories based on the programming that we've all
0: been inundated
1: with and conditioned with throughout our lives. Right. And so that small step will make a world of difference. I love asking the question, is this
0: actually true? Yeah, that's powerful.
1: What really expanded me is that your thoughts are not your, uh, they're not you. So that's like this weird concept, right? Because you think this person talking to you in your head all day, is who you are that's you right that is the essence logically yes yes but it's not it's all the conditioning, the programming, the familial uh, societal information that we've received throughout our lives. And if you've never stopped to do the work, if you will, then you don't really know who you are. You're just an amalgamation of information that's been input into you almost like a computer. So if you can understand, like really believe that your thoughts aren't you, you can then start to separate yourself from them and understand that you have more agency and more control. Those thoughts don't have to control you. You can then start to shift the thinking rather than become a victim of your thinking. And you've been divorced,
0: right, Flora? Yes, I have. How long have you been divorced, if I may ask? Like five, six years. And what was your journey to happiness or to getting closer to happiness in the last by six years?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, It was, you know, I think that I got married very young uh, and I don't think I grew at all in my, as a human being in my marriage. I think I was stuck at the age that I got married emotionally, mentally. I was very much trying to control. I was very much trying to make things my way and prove my, you know, that I was right all the time and all these, you know, things that we do when we're young and we don't have any emotional intelligence. And my road to happiness would was a lot of self development work, a lot of inner work and step by step. And I I can now again, back then, I was like, I need it. Now I want it. Now I went on every crash diet, I wanted everything fast, I wanted it, you know, in the way that I wanted it. And I can being having been that person, because I know, you know, I've been that person. And now being this person, change takes time, it does not happen overnight. You know, doing one program will bring you one step closer to open up your awareness. Doing another program will further that doing, you know, and continually practicing. That's why they call these things a practice, right? That's why yoga is a practice. It right. doesn't, you're not going to do a split the first time you, you try to.
0: It sure won't feel good if you try.
1: <laughs> we don't recommend it,
0: do we, Flora, to the listener? No, <laughs> It's interesting because I think when you were younger, at least I recall when I was younger, I was conditioned to believe a lot of things outside of myself would bring me happiness, a certain career, a certain type of place where I'd be living, obviously love. And I've just learned that really, if I'm not feeling good about myself, all that other stuff can give me some happiness in that fleeting moment or for a period of time, but it fades, it fades. And so with my journey, since I've been divorced almost three years now, it's really like, how can I focus on my consistent contentment, peace of mind, acceptance of self. And all of that for me leads to the mountaintop of happiness.
1: Do you have any resonance with that? A hundred percent. I mean, what you're referring to for me is attachment styles essentially. And when you have an insecure attachment style, you naturally seek outside of yourself. You seek happiness outside of yourself, specifically if you have an anxious attachment style or a fearful avoidant. And so it when you don't know anything about your attachment style, when you don't understand your attachment style, you live that life. And I lived that life too, where I was constantly seeking things outside of myself to make me happy, whether it was, Uh, the job I had, whether it was the type of home I had, you know, I was in fashion. So, you know, all of the exterior validation was really important to me, social media, uh, men, you know, boyfriends, husband, all of it, everything was, I was, everything was dependent on all of these things. And it's a very hard concept to really believe and grasp that you are inherently perfect. And And deserve all the things and can have all the things you want without anything from the outside validating that.
0: It is, it is, especially in Western culture, because we're constantly bombarded with that messaging, especially Mm -hmm. if you're on social media a lot. I mean, it's, it's intense.
1: It is intense. So when it comes it to, to some
0: final words around this journey to happiness, you know, divorced and happy, living a happy life, and like you said, happiness ebbs and flows, but I feel uh-huh. strongly, and I'm sensing you do as well, that if, when you have that foundation within yourself, happiness comes a lot more easily.
1: huh. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And one thing that I think is also really important to say about that is, and again, this is like, these things are conceptual until you do the work in order to really get it, but Happiness and sadness, and all everything on the emotional spectrum, is an emotion. One is not better than the other. One is not worse than the other. They all feed our souls. They all help us grow. They all connect us to others. Connect us to others and have a point and a purpose Mm -hmm. uh, for our our being on this earth. And so, if you do not put more stock into one than another, then you don't. uh, you don't deal with the disappointment of a feeling. Right,
0: I love that. Feelings so, yeah, are just our guides, our tools. We grow in guide. our empathy by expressing our feelings, connecting through feelings.
1: Yeah, and that, you know the the point is that like if you're attached to this idea of being happy and you're chasing happiness and you can't experience sadness equally, then you're it's gonna you're gonna have a very hard time because all of it is a part of life. The sadness, the happiness, the pain, the hurt, the compassion, the love, all of that exists, and it's all. It's all valid, right? So if you make one more important than another, then you, uh, you know, you're you're going to experience some disconnection and you're going to experience some disappointment uh, for not always being happy, for example, you know.
0: I do. I uh, <laughs> remember when my kids and I were readjusting to our new life, and I just wanted them to be happy. Oh, Florida, did I want them to be happy because I felt so happy. I felt so free, <laughs> and I wanted them to have that feeling. And my my daughter at the time was seven. She's like, mom, I'm sad. And I'm like, okay, you get to be sad. And I honor that. And I get to be happy. We both get to be happy and sad. So thank you yeah. for sharing that. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. On your Instagram page, you have a quote that I wrote down, have the audacity To be happy. What does that mean to you, Flora? Let's end with that.
1: Uh, You know, I think that we're, we live in this culture where suffering is heralded, right? And if you suffered in order to get where you are, then you're somehow better than the person that's always had it. And so it's okay to just be happy. And it's okay to be happy if your circumstances aren't perfect. And it's okay to be happy just for the sake of being happy. Yeah. It's not, uh, we, yeah. I think we herald sarcasm, we herald uh negativity, we herald self-deprecation, you know, we, we think it's all funny and cute and you know we herald is, also is, beating uh, up
0: on the other gender, definitely herald right. that.
1: Right. Which I don't right. think
0: benefits either gender.
1: No. Right. And it it goes, you know, and it goes both ways. Absolutely. It, goes in all, it, it goes in all ways. And so it's okay to just smile and be happy and to love yourself and to say, I'm great and I'm happy in this moment and life is not perfect, but it doesn't preclude me from being happy or feeling good. I'm still allowed to feel good within the imperfections of life. Well, I want
0: to thank you for having the audacity to be happy mm-hmm. and I want to thank you for being a guest today on the podcast now how can the listener find you and learn more about your coaching
1: thank you for asking i am on instagram at at redo.love uh my website is www.redo.love and i am starting my uh next group coaching on uh with my program called finding the one um and secret guess who the one is <laughs> spoiler alert yes, sir. <laughs> (laughs) You get three guesses. (laughs) Right, 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 right.
0: And also Um, you have a podcast too.
1: Tell the listener about your
0: awesome podcast.
1: Uh, My podcast is called Love Redo and it's a six part series on attachment styles. It's Um, fascinating. you. I listened to it last
0: night. I highly recommend it.
1: Thank you. If you don't know what uh, a lot about attachment styles, or if you just want to get some general information, it's a great um, starting place because we go through all the different attachment styles and talk about them.
0: Well, I wish you the happiest day, Flora.
1: Keep on shining. Thank you. Thanks so much. Now I really want to watch that Pixar
0: movie, Inside Out. Remember that movie? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I hope you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. You don't need to watch it with your kid either. You could just watch it. Just, it's great. Remember that character, Anger? God, I loved him. He was my favorite. I actually find him kind of sexy. How he got all fired up, literally. I don't, welcome to my world. Well, you and I are just feeling all the feels today, aren't we? Makes me definitely want to share a tip to happiness with you. Say these tips to happiness. If you haven't figured this out about me yet, talking about happiness is one of my favorite conversations. And this conversation with Flora today has given me such, I would say, a calm feeling around my happiness journey, which is why my tip to happiness for you this week is, I want you to do nothing. Just do nothing. Like, Take ten minutes out of your busy, hectic, productive, capitalistic Western day and do nothing. Don't hang out with your friends. Don't hang out with your kids. You know, do it when they're at the at the other house. Take a break from your screen. Just do nothing. Nothing. Doing nothing is, I think, is it's delicious. I remember when I first got divorced, I would sit at uh, the table in my nook where I take my podcasts, and I would do nothing. I would sit and stare out the window. I would I would eat an orange sometimes a Clementine to be specific, and I'd listen to a little Lionel Richie. You gotta love Lionel Richie. And I would just stare out the window, Or sometimes I would lay in my bed and stare at the wall. I'd never done that before in my life. It was very liberating. My tip for you this week is to treat yourself to doing nothing. How are you feeling over there? Maybe you're feeling really happy. Maybe you're feeling really curious. Maybe you're feeling really sad. However you're feeling, I'm happy for you. Feel your feelings, I say. I know I always feel happy when I connect with you. And like today's guest, Flora. Let us all, let us all have the audacity to feel happy, even in the midst of our flawed, beautifully imperfect, chaotic, stressful lives. And I hope this week brings you so much happiness. And I also hope you find some time to do nothing. Please be sure to also follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can also follow City's Divorced and Happy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to visit the website at divorcedandhappy.net, where you will find all of the podcast episodes and my blog on life after divorce. If you've found value in this episode, or if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and thank you for doing that, I would love for you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. It would make me really happy, actually. And it's simple. Just visit www.buymec.com coffee.com backslash Sadie Marie. And you can buy me a cup or two online. And I thank you so much for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie practicing her happiness. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode till then you
1: take good care.